Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. My name is Dino. I'm a Slovenian journalist working for Euronet Plus, a radio network based in Brussels. And today's theme is I want it all and I want it now. Today's guest is Ezra Karakush from Strasbourg. She's a student. Ezra, please tell us more about yourself and your studies. Well, I am a student. I think this is uh, really important. Um, I'm a student from France, uh, from the Strasbourg city, and uh, I'm 22 years old. Uh, I'm currently studying um, an English um, license degree. And um, yeah, I'm very um, active uh, in the associative, non-formal, um, um, I mean, areas. So what field are you studying exactly? I'm studying LLCR uh, in English. Um, I mean, it's uh, about um, language, literature, um, regional culture, and um, yeah, that's about it. And do you see yourself working in this field? Well, I see myself working in this field, but I also would like to, um, I mean, have a master's degree in order to um, have a better um, spe specialization uh, in a field that will be more interesting, I guess. Now, would you say that a master's degree would make a change? Nowadays, a lot of people have it. Could non-formal education be important as well? That is true, but um, I cannot say that it's 100% true because uh, it always varies and the needs uh, change. Uh, not everyone uh, I mean, needs the same uh, path. Um, and do, does really everyone have a master's degree? I don't think so. But it, it is true that uh, in our generation, uh, especially that a lot of uh, people um, have more access to a master's degree. But I don't know. It's very like um, varied. And I think it depends. Um, I mean, <laughs> of the job opportunities also. So at our age, people sometimes still don't know exactly what they want. Would you say that high professional expectations come from professional uncertainty? Well, um, yes, I think uh, there's a certain level of uncertainty. Um, I mean, amongst the, the young or in general, um, because people don't really know what to do. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, cases where people like study um, but yeah, they do not get the job they were dreaming of. Um, yeah, they always end up like in some sort of um, plan B, let's say. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know if it's really um, like um, a good thing or not, because sometimes it's it always ends up um, like it even ends up as being um, better than what they were expecting or um, worse than what they were expecting. But uh, like having the job uh, that you want, um, like, um, I mean, <laughs> from what you were expecting is not usually, um, it does not always go as planned. Um, and people know that. So when they know that and they look around themselves, it creates a sort of uncertainty about the future. Um, and I think um, 
this is a major issue and needs to and what we need to do as a society and but i'm also talking about like um like uh, <laughs> i'm also talking about the educational system they need to um bring more uh, awareness of uh, what uh, youngsters can do and try to get them um, a better uh, how to say transition to help them transition better maybe can help uh, to suppress that uncertainty yeah from France to Romania, we talked to Alexandru Manda, who is a bureau member of the Advisory Council on Youth at the Council of Europe, and Mihai Vasile, he's an expert in public policies. What Generation Z wants from a workplace is not to be locked into a classic schedule going to the office from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It is also interesting how young people perceive how they were prepared at school for the labor market. A recent study that I coordinated in September 2022 shows us that approximately 50% of young people aged 18 to 29 in Romania believe that school did not prepare them to enter the labor market. They believe that school does not meet their needs to be employable and to be active on the labor market. Unfortunately, the current educational system does not put any emphasis on adaptability or on preparing young people for one of the most important skills, namely the ability to adapt to change. On the other hand, today's labor market, and we see this with the emergence and development of artificial intelligence, is in continuous development. Nothing will be tomorrow as it is today or today as it was yesterday. Stress is the biggest problem that young people have reported to us. This comes together with the insufficient staff employed where they work, the workload is too high and the salary is low compared to the work tasks they have. So regardless of where we work, it seems to be a general trend, as long as they can't impose themselves when they don't want to or feel they are doing more than they should, employers tend to demand more and more. We are talking about numerous processes to make work more efficient and to increase productivity and these often happen when employees are overworked. When you're young, unfortunately, you kind of accept it and this is where these problems come from. So, Mihai Vasile says the workload of our generation is too big. Are we working too much? Are we a tired generation? Uh, we, we really have to do a lot of things and um, we don't really have as much time as uh, we need, I think, to... Um, to work, uh, but also we can change from country to country. I'm aware of this, but um, in general, young people are just, um, I mean, tired and don't want to work maybe as much as their parents did. And uh, yeah, they get stressed and also the uncertainty um, makes it, um, I mean, harder for them, I think. What is the job market like in Strasbourg, in your city? Do young people find a job they've been studying for? 
I'd say um, if we look at the years, but like at the 2000 years, we can see that it was a bit more easier maybe to get uh, a job. But now uh, they really want more experience. Uh, that is why uh, youngsters, especially, they need to um, take, um, I mean, um, take an opportunity and try to, um, I mean, get uh, or insert themselves in a job. But uh, the, I mean, connections help a lot, um, these kind of things, but it's not uh, easy to get in a job or yeah, labor market in general. Um, just got like I mean <laughs> to enter to enter in this um, field you you really have to be stubborn and competitive but um, I can say that um, in France especially my country um, it got a little bit harder and yeah you may have heard everything that is happening from the media etc it's um, a little bit negative but um, still, I think the government still encourages uh, youngsters to do and I mean, uh, <laughs> more uh, and to get more experience, especially by financing them to um, to um, move in another country, even uh, in order to have more experience, because that is what is most needed now. It's experience. And what would be your dream job, Ezra? A dream job. Well, talking about uncertainty, <laughs> I am uncertainty. Well, um, I don't really know what job uh, I'm going to do in the future or that I dream of, but I can uh, say that it's more in um, diplomacy fields. At least I know what fields I'm interested in. Um, but um, a job, I can't really say what. I try to experience uh, from here and there uh, to see what I really like. Uh, what I like is relations with people, me talking to them, and um, politics are also very interesting. So, yeah, I thought about diplomacy. It's time for the Watchdog's Perspective. That's where we present voices of young journalists from all over Europe. Today we'll listen to Adam from Poland. As a child, I dreamed of careers that turned out to be too difficult. Everyone wanted to be a footballer someday, everyone wanted to be a rock star, of course, not everyone, but there were still such associations about boys. I've also gone through some of the different potential career paths I've been thinking about. I thought about being a programmer, I thought about being a cartoonist, about being a musician, making movies, about working in a library. In the end, I became a journalist, and I think it's good. It's a job that allows you to use the various contexts you've come across in your life and just talk about different spheres of life all the time. So I'm hoping to stay at it as long as possible, but who knows, maybe it will turn out that the algorithms will beat us. Three more short personal questions for you, Ezra. They tend to be quite hard, though. What's your favorite memory? I think it's uh, my memory when I first uh, came to Strasbourg. <laughs> because when I first came to Strasbourg, I was kind of lost. And um, 
yeah, some people helped me. And uh, when people saw that someone was helping me, they all started helping me. And yeah, it created a kind of a chain. And I was very happy and felt welcomed. Uh, yeah, that was really nice. So <laughs> that's such a good memory for me. And what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear. I don't really have uh, fear. <laughs> That's we all fear something. Um, my biggest fear uh, will be death. I think, even though it's not really fearable, but it's it will be such a a shame to die without realizing some things that I wanted to do. I mean, it's it's more regret. I think, yeah. What's your biggest wish, Ezra? My biggest wish is to be a person that um, everyone um, remembers with a positive um, experience. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ezra. And thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava.